I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Jake Fletcher on the line, and he is the realtor and content creator over at the Fletcher Group. Uh, Jake, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me on. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at the Fletcher Group and how you're helping your clients with real estate needs uh, over in Miami. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. Uh, so how did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? All right. Well, that's a, I'll give you the concise version because I come from a, a family of entrepreneurs, so it's, it's a, a lifelong uh, situation. My grandfather actually was the first entrepreneur in my family, started a successful car dealership. My dad took that over. My mom was a realtor, which is, you know, a form of entrepreneurship. And growing up, I always saw that example of entrepreneurship. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And for the last 10 years, I've been in the music industry. Um, about, a, about a year ago, I got out of the music industry and I've been doing real estate full time. And I, in the music industry, was managing a successful national touring act called Telekinetic Walrus. And people can check that out. We actually, uh, we hadn't disbanded or anything. We're still planning on releasing music. It's just kind of after 10 years of realizing that in the music industry, success doesn't necessarily mean financial success. And, you know, people want to buy houses and, you know, provide for their families and stuff. So you kind of got to, you know, take a, a fork in the road at some point. So I was doing everything from a management point of you in the band. I was the band manager, the touring manager, the booking manager, the administrative and business manager, uh, you know, like basically the, the non-official accountant. <laughs> and, uh, you know, anything that wasn't creative, I was in charge of managing it. And I was also the front man of the group as well. And we toured around the country and played huge festivals. I played crowds of 10,000 plus people. We've sold over 10,000 albums, digital and physical and, you know, really made music that affected people, which ultimately was my goal from the start. You know, ever since I was five years old, I knew I wanted to be an entertainer. A little later on in my life, I realized that I loved vocals and, and began beatboxing and, and singing and singing. I ended up going to University of Miami for uh, music business, and I was a classical voice principal at the University of Miami Music School. And so I had this lifelong pursuit of music and studying music business at the University of Miami furthered my internal, you know, intuition and understanding of entrepreneurship and of business. It really fostered my, you know, mentality and, and fully rounded out my understanding of business. So that was a really, I would say, integral part of me becoming who I am today. So I reached this point where music, it became very clear that just because you're successful in music doesn't mean you're, you know, putting down payments on investment properties and things like that. So I said, okay, well, I have a degree in music business, you know, why don't I go try to, you know, work at one of these record labels in town? And that was basically to, you know, try to use my degree, use my knowledge that I had gained and, you know, was applying for jobs that I was 
vastly overqualified for, but I'm actually, I'm, I'm fluent in Spanish, but I'm not idiomatically fluent. And most of those jobs were looking for someone who is idiomatically fluent. And, you know, it was a, ended up being a blessing in disguise that I didn't get those jobs because at heart, I'm an entrepreneur. So it doesn't really make sense for me to go, you know, work for a company anyways. So I said, okay, you know, these music business jobs aren't working out in Miami and I'm not moving out of Miami because I love Miami. And, you know, what's Miami the, the city for? So, you know, when I was having that internal dialogue with myself, it dawned on me, you know, duh, dummy real estate, you know, and, and my mom was a realtor. I've always wanted to get into investment properties and, you know, I've always had a real, like a passion for real estate, a love for real estate and an understanding of it as well since a young age. So I was like, you know, that's it. So I started that same day. I, I went and got my, uh, you know, got paid for the course and started doing the online course, you know, got my license and I've been doing real estate full time ever since. And uh, actually was the way that I transitioned. This is also related on the entrepreneur tip. The way I transitioned into real estate is by teaching private music lessons. So all the while, while I was in the, the touring act, the way I was helping to pay my bills, because you're really only making substantial money when you're touring, which isn't all the time. So the way I was substantiating my bills was through private music lessons, which is quite lucrative without having to take a lot of your time. So that was a whole nother entrepreneurial endeavor that I took on and was successful at for about a decade. And that actually allowed me to transition into real estate so that I had the time at the beginning to put, you know, full time, well over 40 hours a, a week into real estate while still teaching lessons and being able to pay my bills, et cetera. And now thankfully I'm at a place where I have been able to stop teaching the private music lessons and put even more time into real estate. So that's pretty much the, the summary <laughs> as concise as I can make it into my entrepreneurial background and, you know, how I've gotten to where I'm at. Man, that's awesome. I love this story. And the reason I like it is because um, real estate to me is, I mean, it's just one of the best industries to be in, especially as a realtor. I mean, the idea of, I mean, from whatever angle you're coming at it from, from whether it's, um, you know, helping someone invest in a property or buying your, or helping somebody in a home they're going to live in. I mean, that's one of those things that if I could go back and do it all again, I'm like, I bought some investment properties, done stuff, stuff, stuff like that, but I never did go down the path of actually taking it as a business in the manner that you are. So that's really cool stuff there. Um, so there's some, uh, uh, what I what I also like about this is that you it, this is one of those things that was in transition, and I think there's some other people that are out there listening that are maybe have always wanted to go and get into the business, and they're just starting, and maybe they come from a different type of background also. So you had more of a music background and an entrepreneurial background in that space. Um, which is uh, which the skill set's definitely translatable, I would say. Um, what mm -hmm. kind of advice would you give to that to that new? Maybe they're considering going into real estate, but haven't quite pulled the trigger on it. What kind of since you kind of you kind of come from that background? What kind of advice would you give them? That's a great question, and, and the answer is is a pretty a more of a loaded answer than I could probably give in the time slot that we have. I've actually considered doing a a video on on this topic on my YouTube channel. Um, but I'll, I'll give you a concise, uh, you know, the, the boiled down uh, nugget. My advice would be whatever you're doing now, you got two ways to look at it. You either do what you're doing now 
to uh, you know, and save enough money to have a nugget, you know, a little uh, a little nest egg to to draw on, so that you can survive for six to nine months without making any income, preferably more, because some people go a whole year without making money in real estate. It just depends. Uh, that so that's one route is is build up that nest egg so that you can just drop whatever you're doing and go 110% full on. The other way is to do something that you can do, you know, part-time. Like in my case, I was teaching music lessons. And, you know, sometimes like I'm in Miami, we have Art Basel here, which is a big, one of the biggest international art fairs. So I would get some little random like art handling gigs, things that would pay really well, but they weren't a lot of time commitment. Um, So you could do things, things like that, you know, things at nighttime, like promo gigs, things where you can make good money part-time, you know, like a good hourly rate, be able to pay your bills but not put a ton of time into it and spend every single waking minute that you're not doing that doing real estate and getting, you know, getting your your knowledge and skills up in real estate. And what I would say to cap all that off, the most important thing is to do real estate full-time. Don't be a part-time agent. Like for me, I knew that I wanted to just be doing real estate 100% of my time. And that was always the goal, even while I was teaching music lessons. So when I was teaching music lessons, I was still working like 55, 60 plus hours a week on real estate, you know, doing, I mean, 16, 17 hour days and stuff like that, you know, waking up super early and just busting it out and doing what I had to do, being very disciplined um, with my mind, my mindset, my body, keeping myself healthy. But the most important thing is that you do real estate full time because it's not, in my opinion, it's not something that you can do part time and be successful at. If you if you do if you try to do it part time, say you're doing another job part time, you're working like 25, 30 hours a week at something else, and then you're trying to do you know 20, 20, 30 hours a week in real estate or something like that. It's going to take a lot longer and be a lot more difficult, and I think the the chances of failure are greatly increased versus if you just plan on doing it full time. And that's something that I actually learned in the music industry, and that was when my music career started to, you know, I started to gain success in, in music and starting to be able to tour the country and playing huge shows and having big fan bases and fans all over the world and stuff is, you know, once I decided, you know, I'm going to treat this music like a full-time job, you know, rather than just, hey, you know, because in the music industry, it's it's much more lackadaisical with a lot of people. But I, I said, no, I'm going to treat this like a full-time job. And that's when things started to really develop. So that's where I learned that. And I carried that over to real estate. And I knew that's how I wanted to treat real estate. And that would be my main advice to somebody. Make sure you're doing it full-time. Make sure you're getting your skills up in the meantime before you transition to real estate. And then, you know, try to to cap it all off to end it. I would say pick a date, you know, whether it's six months from now, a year from now, whatever it is, choose a date. Like, you know, July 1st of 2020. And that's the date I'm going to transfer into real estate. And when that date comes, you do it. You take the leap. Because in life sometimes, especially as entrepreneurs, you got to take the leap sometimes. you got to be willing to, to, you know, have the the gumption and uh you know the cojones as we say <laughs> uh, to to take that leap you know and if, no, if you great. can't take the leap then you know expect to stay where you are 
That's awesome. Um, so let's. Uh, so what? What kind of? What kind of clients are you working with now? In terms of what kind of? What kind of properties do you like helping people find? What kind of clients do you take on? And what's the best way for people to reach out to you? Okay. So right now, I I work with all kinds of people because I'm so investment minded. I work with investors because it's something that I I love to do, and I have a network of people already because I'm in that community. Um, I and also since I'm a millennial, I'm 31. I have a lot of friends who are first-time home buyers, so I work with a lot of first-time home buyers. And I also work. I also do a lot of listings too. Um, that's what I'm focusing the majority of my efforts on is listings, um, because you can handle a lot more business as a listing agent than you can as a buyer's agent. You can only shuttle, you know, three or four people, different, you know, buyers around the city in a week, you know, because they need a lot of, of your attention. Whereas you could have 20, 25, 30 listings at a time and be, you know, handling it all. So that's, um, that's the direction that I'm heading at. Um, but because I am a millennial, I definitely have a lot of those, you know, like I said, first time home buyers that I'm going to be growing with them in my demographic. And when it's time for them to sell, I'll be their listing agent, you know? So I see it as a, a tr you know, another transitional process that's going to take time. And I'm, you know, a firm believer in having patience, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm willing to, uh, to grow my, with my people and whatever they need me for. So really I'll work with anybody. I've even done some rental deals, um, but that's not my, not my preference. Um, but I have so, done it and, uh, I'm actually do, working on, how do people connect with you? What's the best route for them to connect? Best route would be to go to my Instagram at jake.realtor, or you can go to my website, FletcherGroupRE.com, and that has all my other handles and links at the top. Um, so, you know, you can, you can get all my contact information there, including my email and phone number and stuff. Um, but, yeah, if, uh, if you're in the Miami area, Miami-Dade, or the Tri-County area, Broward, Palm Beach counties, reach out to me, and I'll definitely help you out. Guarantee you I'll give you better results than anybody else. That's awesome. Um, well, Jake, really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, sharing more about your background and what it takes to get into real estate and the great work you're doing over in that Miami area. Uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Jake, thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Adam. It was a pleasure. 